What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 233 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm sitting next to Matt Deitch. And you're Scott Sturman. And my name is Scott Sturman. What's up, dude? <laughs> Not much yourself. Oh, just living the dream. Changing Live- up on the dirtbags yeah, there a little bit. I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed with myself that I got that right. After you say something 233 times in a row, uh, you know, you just got to kind of go with it. But uh, What do you suppose would happen if, like, one night you and I just decided, like, I was Scott and you were Matt? Like, do you think that <laughs> anybody would really notice? Like, Yeah, <laughs> there'd be a couple. There'd be a couple. But uh, a couple people would be putting down their bush lights and being like, man, I've had ooh, a little too many today. Yeah. And it's only 5 a.m. <laughs> yep. Ramrod's kind of been giving me the business at work lately, you know, trying to do impersonations of me that, you know, welcome to episode blah, blah, blah. I'm Scott Sturman. Matt. Matt Deitch, what's going on? And then uh, Jeremy always brings up that time that y- you said that you were tired, and I said that I didn't feel bad for you. <laughs> and he uh, he uh, likes to tell me that I was a little too cold blooded. I was going to say one. Jeremy probably felt sorry for yeah, me. Was like, yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah, yeah. It's kind of harsh. Yeah, it's kind of harsh on him and stuff like that. Do you ever, you know, uh, Ramrod wants to do impressions of you. You ever say, "Here, want to see my impression of you," and then just walk out? <laughs> so I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. See you again. Going home to see if my father-in-law is mowing my lawn or not. <laughs> That's right. I busted him the other day. Shots he, fired. He yeah. actually told me the other day that uh, he said, "Hey, come over to my house here pretty soon," and he actually got Slate a toy deer when he was up at runnings oh, when right. he was checking out. You know, they got all those farm yeah, animals deer. and whatnot. Yep. He got Slate a toy deer. And uh, I had told him that I'd swing by after I got off work, and I'm heading up that way. And uh, Ramrod comes out, and next thing you know, I see Scott mowing lawn. And you could just <laughs> tell Ramrod knew right away, like, son of oh, a bitch. This is absolutely the worst time for Scott to be coming. Because he knew damn well I wasn't going to let, let him live it down. So. Uh, that must be what's going on. I've been trying to set up a, a play date for our dogs to run around with each other and stuff like that. And he just always seems to be busy. Oh, no, uh, sorry, we're not around. Oh, no, sorry, we're not around. So Yeah, he ain't fooling you, is he? Yeah, yep. He Man, ain't fooling you. father laws out there raking his yard or something for him. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, episode 233 is brought to you by Dakota Angler over there in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Stop in, talk to Josh, talk to Todd, talk to all of their helpful staff. Uh, this week, they've got Okuma Deadeye Rods on sale. Uh, they just got in the Rapala slash VMC ice order. Uh, a lot of new products are available only online until they switch the store over uh, in a month or so. So uh, when you're shopping online, use that code DIRTBAG at checkout. Um, they've also uh, got a bunch of new live scopes in. So Ooh. if uh, you're kind of in the market for forward-facing sonar, here for a little bit of fall fishing, here for, uh, you know, before ice season kicks off, um, I can tell you this much. If you're going to sit around and wait uh, until the Ice Institute, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Wait until the Ice Institute, but get there on the first day yep. or first thing on the second day because uh, they they go, man. You're they gonna, go. You're going to be one of them people standing at the door waiting to get in. Yep. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it. I, I remember in years past, it's like, uh, you know, Friday, I mean, people are flying over there to that Garmin booth and, and picking up uh, – uh, picking up live scopes and that was two years ago yep. and uh, I was one of them uh, I got lucky and and was actually there working for clam and so I got over there right away got a live scope brought it back to the booth but uh, I bought mine there two years ago uh, last year I know that they upped the stock you know a ton and you know COVID stuff was uh, not you know too hot and heavy 
uh, last year. But uh, still, I mean, get if if you can buy it online uh, at DakotaAngler.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, go in there, check them out at the store. But uh, you know, wait wait until the institute if you want the absolute best price. That's right. So but they've got all kinds of. I see they've been adding all kinds of people that are coming oh, man. down and vendors. I mean, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, it's definitely a show you don't want to miss. Absolutely. That's uh, what is that? November twelfth through the fourteenth. Yeah, I think it's I like right. nine or ten, eleven, twelve, or somewhere right in there. Okay, come on. The Dakota Angler Ice Institute. We're talking November 10, 11, and 12. 10, 11, and 12. Um, we've had quite a bit of interest. You know, uh, I think it was the last episode or the episode before. Uh, we talked a little bit about maybe having some sort of, a, um, you know, get together maybe after the Saturday night of uh, the Ice Institute, um, you know, trying to block off a few tables somewhere and everyone get together and you know go and have some food and some beers if you're a drinker or whatever but uh um that is still something that we're thinking about uh uh matt and i got to put our heads together and figure out you know a spot that's convenient for everyone to get to but uh you know also a spot that uh um you know can you know possibly have a little party room or something off to the side you know obviously uh you know saturday nights you you never know how busy some places get but uh um if you have an idea shoot us a message whatever Um, got a place or something like yeah we have talked uh maybe 212 over in brandon um you know it's a it's 20 20 minute 15 minute uh shot over from the arena but uh um uh i don't know It, it it We'll see what we can get yep, set up. Yeah, we're still debating that. But uh, either way, think about the Dakota Angler Rights Institute and uh, um, yeah, think about going online and using that code DIRTBAG at checkout. Exactly. Uh, last week, uh, NWT, NWT Championship uh, wrapped up uh, up on Devil's Lake in North Dakota. Um, you know, it had been a long time since there was any tournaments up there in North Dakota. Um, yeah, the, the Department of Natural Resources or the Game Fish and Parks or whatever it is had had uh, put a pretty hefty fee on uh, the tournament uh, um, any time that they wanted to have a tournament up there. Um, and they, I, I believe that they either made an exemption or, or lifted that law or whatever. And uh, it's good to see a tournament get back up there. Um, didn't take very long. I think five minutes into the first day, uh, one of the Facebook pages already had somebody bitching about, uh, you know, what do you think about these guys coming and raping the fisheries and, and whatever. It's like, holy yeah, Toledo, dude. Harsh words, you know, like that. Yeah. It's like, yep, yeah. yep, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the same guy. That, it's usually those are the guys that are going out there like every day or every other day and keeping a limit. You right. Know? And everybody else is uh, messing up the fishery. It's a, it's a limited field. So what, what was it? Top 50, top 50 anglers, something like that, you know, five, five fish a boat. So, you know, yeah, I get, you know, that's, that's 250 fish and, you know, obviously, especially for the guys up in the top, they're big fish, but, uh, you know, that that's for two days and not everyone weighed a limit. Uh, I think on the first day, 37, uh, boats weighed a limit. The second day, 29 boats weighed a limit. And then only the top 10 anglers fished the last day. So, I mean, yeah, there, there was some big fish taken out of the system. I do think that they do try to release what they can, uh, afterwards, but, uh, pump the brakes, man. You know, that, uh, the game fishing parks, you know, the local, uh, tourism, whatever, 
got a lot of money in. If everyone spends that money wisely, they will be able to uh, to uh, restock or, or replenish those those uh, you know big fish. Pump pump the brakes, man. Yeah. Pump the brakes. And those and those guys that are complaining probably too never even have a chance to catch any big fish like that, so they're just jealous. Uh, it's all the blue platers. I, I saw that everywhere. The damn the blue, blue platers. Yeah. Damn blue platers raped that fishery way worse than this tournament organization. Them damn blue platers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why your uh, town of five hundred people can can uh, have a bait shop because of them damn blue platers. Yeah. But uh, whatever the case, uh, John Hoyer. Walks away with uh, first place, uh, well-deserved, um, past guest. I don't know what episode it was, but uh, he, uh, he he freaking, well, he caught 93 pounds, six ounces uh, um, over three days uh, on day number two, uh, 39 pounds, 12 ounces, which actually ended up being the biggest five fish limit weighed all year on the NWT, which is really pretty incredible when you think about some of the fisheries that they were at. Yeah. But uh um, yeah, whatever, either way, hats off to John. Um, pretty badass. uh, any one angler of the year, right? Yeah. Yep. He did win angler of the year. And, uh, um, with that being said, uh, the top three in angler of the year, uh, at the end of the season, John Hoyer, Dwayne Jelm, Eric McQuaid, what do all three of those guys have in common? They've been on the Midwest Angler Podcast. All three have been on the Midwest Angler Podcast. So you, if you are a tournament walleye fisherman out there at the top level. Get a hold of us. Get a hold of us. Yep. We don't need to be getting a hold of you. You need yep. to be getting a hold of us. The The data the, speaks for itself. We've ran the, the numbers. We've crunched. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're basically... We're basically audiobiologists. <laughs> there we go. I like I mean, that. Audiobiologists. I mean... Uh, or podcastologists. Exactly. Right. And, I mean, we'd like to tell you more of the science behind it, but it just gets boring, and we don't really want to do like that to you. Like most science. Like most science, yeah, yeah. exactly. And if you're talking about fish biology, things like that, just, you know, I don't know if that stuff gets boring as, mo- as much as the person delivering it gets boring. I feel like we're, like, very entertaining when we deliver our biology. Right, you know, right, like, right. Um. I mean, when you get up into Minnesota, the Hutchinson area, uh, those biologists up there, boring, yeah, mega think, boring. I think a lot of times boring. whenever they have like their town hall meetings or like they do that, they only get like one or two people, and it's kind of like, well, would you want to go listen to that tall dial tone? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and what are you gonna do? Tell us about downtown Minneapolis? <laughs> Come on, move along, move along. But uh, either way, uh, the NWT uh, season obviously wrapped up there. The Elite Series is wrapped up. So uh, um, there still is uh, plenty of uh, uh, tournaments going on and and some really good fishing going on yet this fall, which we'll cover here in a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, we – you know, last week I had said that uh, we'd try to reach out to the winner or whatever. Um, I did talk to John Hoyer today. Uh, he is out chasing elk and had limited service. And I mean, by all means, you're out freaking elk hunting. You don't need to be doing podcasts. So, uh, I do hope that, uh, over the next couple weeks, we're able to circle around to get John on, talk about his season and, uh, most specifically talk about that win on devil's lake. But, uh, um, yeah, either way, uh, uh, pretty, 
pretty cool season uh, and and definitely awesome that the top three guys in angler of the year have all been on this show yeah i i mean i'm definitely looking forward to the the final episodes of tour level gold now that's too, right because you know seeing that type of finish and everything like that is going to be pretty cool yep and obviously uh with all the news that's uh come out today the um the 12th the day that we're recording this tuesday the 12th um a lot of people have seen some stuff online about max wilson max wilson and uh isaac lakich um obviously max was on here a few weeks ago um we're not going to dive into it because the facts aren't out there i'll read you what the nwt put on their website um, and all they wrote, uh, pretty vague, but all they wrote is, as a direct result of the violations of tournament rules, Max Wilson and Isaac Lakich were both penalized and fined at Sault Ste. Marie uh, that occurred in July. Max Wilson was also fined at the NWT Championship for an additional rule violation that happened after weigh-in on day two. To maintain the highest level of integrity, integrity for its events the nwt has spent a significant amount of time investigating various incidents and will continue to pursue investigations as they arise future rule changes will be forthcoming that is all we're going to talk about it um you know there's a lot of people saying stuff on on facebook and if there's one thing we know about facebook anyone can write whatever the hell they want um, and anybody seems to believe it. Too. Yep, exactly. So uh, um, we're not going to get on this platform and talk any more, um, you know, spread stuff that could very well be false. Um, we do not know. Um, I'm hoping that with whatever it was that the NWT does come out and, uh, you know, make more of a statement, make something, you know, hey, this is what happened. This is why we penalized them. These were the penalties. Um, you know, I, I gotta admit, I don't know Isaac Lakich, not at all. Um, Max Wilson treated us very good. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the benefit of the doubt and, and hopefully, uh, you know, whatever it is that happened was, uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe not as big of a deal, you know, whatever, who, who knows? Uh, I don't know if it was cheating. I don't know if it was a simple rule break, you know, an accident, whatever, I don't know. We don't know. And uh, with that being said, that's all we're going to say about yep, it. That's all. That's all we're going to say. Yep. Uh, what did we just talk about? What did we say we were going to talk about after this? Was some tournament, the tournament, like money, entry oh, fees yeah. yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Drew Benton actually had a deal on uh, Facebook the other day, um, kind of breaking down uh, the, the overall Elite Series deal. Um and, and, and what it was, uh, it was on the Best on Tour um, uh, email newsletter. And uh, what it said was that uh, 3% of the anglers in the Elite Series this year only made less than $10,000. Um, 29% uh, made $20,000. Uh, 13% made $45,000. And, and so on and so forth. Only 2% up over 200,000, 5% at 150,000. I can kind of break it down a little bit more. But the gist of what it was, was that after nine events at uh, basically $5,000 a weigh-in, um, if you weren't making back $45,000 in, in tournament winnings, you weren't even covering your entry fees. 
And uh, so, you know, obviously the, this last little bit, a lot of talk about forward-facing sonar, but there's also been a ton of talk about angler payouts. And, uh, you know, what, what this doesn't uh, cover um, you know, obviously they're spending $5,000 in entry fees to get in. Uh, they're obviously spending some money on equipment. They're spending some money to travel. They're spending some money to lodge. They're spending, you know, money, uh, you know, on, on different things while they're out and about fishing licenses for different States and whatnot. So, you know, the initial, um, investment looks like 45,000, but when you factor in all that, it, it's substantially higher but that graph only did show what they were making off tournament winnings. And obviously there is a substantial amount of money that comes in from sponsorship dollars. So, you know, a lot of people are complaining that, you know, and, and what I'm only using is Bassmaster. I, I, I'm sure that there's plenty of complaints about MLF. I'm sure if you get into the walleye scene, there's people talking, you know, complaining about the NWT, who knows, don't care, whatever. Um, but, but what I'm saying is, uh, um, with all this talk in the Bassmaster elite series, you know, I think that they're hoping that Bassmaster takes a look at these payouts and decides, you know what, maybe we need to, uh, maybe we need to pay out a little bit more. Cause like Matt and I were talking tonight, if you get 16th in a tournament, or if you get 47th in a tournament, you get the same amount of money. Right. It, yeah. or, or was it? Yeah, yeah that, was right. that's, that's that was right. That was right. That was right. Yeah, it was. I mean, all the way through there, it was ten thousand bucks, and then twenty five hundred after that. Right. Yep. So you know, I mean, you're Up getting to like sixty second place. Yeah, like something 2, like that. Hundred bucks or something. So you're getting Angler of the Year points, which qualifies you for a no entry Bassmaster Classic and guaranteed ten grand, uh, you know, to fish it or whatever. But uh, I, I think, I think, you know. I don't know that the anglers really have much of a leg to stand on. And, and that's not to say that I'm not for the anglers and I'm for the organization, but there's literally a hundred people waiting in the Bassmaster opens to come and fish in the elite series because they want to do that. Well, it's no different than if freedom brew is selling coffee for $38 a cup and the line is a hundred people long. You can bitch all you want that that Freedom Brews coffee is expensive, but when the line's 100 people long, I don't know that Austin and Brianna are thinking about lowering their prices. You, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. So when when all of a sudden in the Opens, there's only 13 guys fishing, you know, all, all the Opens trying to qualify for the Elite Series, that's when Bassmaster goes, hmm, what are we doing wrong here? Yeah. You know what? I think it's the payouts. But as long as there's a hundred people trying to get in, you, you can bitch all you want, but I don't know that you're really going to get anywhere. And maybe I'm completely off my rocker with that, but I think it's a supply and demand deal. Supply and demand moves everything in the world and the supply of anglers is there. The demand of anglers is not, or the demand for, you know, more anglers is not. So I don't know that Bassmaster, you know, m maybe out of the goodness of their heart, um, maybe they'll do a little bit of something, but I don't think it's going to be anything that really moves the needle too much. No, uh, I'd agree with you on that one because I mean, like you said, people are still going to show up and fish. And when you got that big of a line waiting to get in, it's like, well, some of these guys, 
it's like if it's too expensive for you to afford the entry fees, but yet you're still in a hundred and twenty thousand dollar right. boat, it's right. kind of like, well, maybe you could. Uh, maybe well, we talked about this a while back. Maybe you could just spring for a eighty thousand dollar boat yep. with all of it and stuff like that. I don't know. Do you think that? Um, uh, what do I want to say here? Like, they might. Uh, let's see here. Price themselves kind of out of it. You know, we're, we keep talking the about... The anglers or the organization? I'm not the... Obviously not the organization, just for the fact that, I mean, you got a bunch of guys going in there. You know, like people keep talking about it's it's a rich man's game now. It's a rich man game. Um, does this, like, give the common man even... It makes it even harder for them to even get there, where if somebody has a ton of cash backing, like... They could easily get up there. I'll, well, I'll just throw it out. Oh, there. I, I, you know, somebody like a Trey Zeldane. I mean, was like she, she's fishing all these tournaments and stuff like that to qual- try to, and she's trying to qualify like, for the Elite Series, just like everybody else that she wants to do the Elite Series. But like, if she doesn't, she's gonna be okay. Right. Well, there. Don't kid yourself. When you and when you look across of when you look across the way. opens, I'm just using her as an example. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna beat around the bush. You look up at the tournament bass scene just up in the state of Minnesota, and there's a lot of young dudes that don't got jobs to be paying for those $90,000 boats, and they're running around and fishing a lot of different tournaments. I mean, and plain and simple, hey, am I a little bit jealous that my parents didn't buy me a $90,000 bass boat? Hell yeah, Yeah. I am. Hell yeah. You know, I mean, if, if... if Big Roy and Laura came and said, "Hey Scott, I think you need yourself a new basket," I'd we're be gonna, like, "And we're going to give you some fuck money yeah, to, I do. <laughs> to run some tournaments." <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that? Yep, well, yep. okay, you know, you yep. know. And so, I mean, good for those dudes and that exactly. have. Like, I mean, I mean I'm not just... personally taking a swipe at any of them. I would freaking cut my testicles off with a butter knife to be in their position. But let's be honest. There's a lot of dudes fishing the opens right now whose wives make a lot of money, who are independently wealthy because of, of big kinda, uh, you know, business owners and whatnot. Kind of like a tournament hobby. Is it, is. it is. I mean, it's, it's no different than guys around here in the upper Midwest that made their money you know, in, in a different business and then all of a sudden go out and decide that they're going to start farming. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, can, can buy these farms and, and you know, whatever. It's a hobby for them, and and you know what? If you lose whatever, like, hey man, I still got you know, I still got this chain of restaurants over here, or whatever. And uh, I mean, I think that there's a lot of dudes that want to be professional bass fishermen that that are independently wealthy from a different area, whether it be their own businesses, whether it be their wives, whether it be their parents, whatever. But they can afford to go out and lose thirty five thousand dollars a year, and it don't make a big deal. Whereas some of these dudes who are truly doing this to support their family, they lose $35,000 a year because they didn't cash a couple checks. And guess what? The bank owns their house again, you know, right. and yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, they're dependent on, yeah, yeah, that's the difference between their kid getting Christmas presents and, and whatnot. And you know, with that being said, let's be honest, you're fishing for a living, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, you're doing something that, that most of us would dream of. Being a professional angler isn't for everyone, you know, and and you got to understand that. Joey Sifuentes isn't worried about what the, you know, what the payouts are. John Cox isn't worried about what the payouts are, you know, 
but but some of the other guys are and yeah you know i mean the the backup long snapper for the minnesota vikings you know he's kind of thinking gal dang it you know i don't know who he is whatever but i mean no i don't you know i mean but justin jefferson ain't too worried about it kirk cousins ain't too worried about it you know so so it's just one of those deals like uh, i don't i don't know i mean it, it it is what it is but uh no one's forcing you to do that for a living no one's uh i wonder how many of like the those guys that are wealthy enough to do all that stuff kind of are like you know what the entry fees are just fine because they know that there's some damn good fishermen that can't afford to fish on the elite series oh for sure they're just like for sure let's just keep them up there so that you know i don't have to worry about them coming up here and uh also kicking my butt do you think you know we've sat there sat here and talked about the national walleye tour right now they're having four regular season events and one championship and and the bassmaster elite series is having nine regular season events and then of course the bassmaster classic uh do you think do you think if the if the Bassmaster Elite series would drop down to something that's more of a four or five uh tournament four or five tournaments a year and and paid better, would that be better for the anglers? You know, in in my mind I feel like the more tournaments the better, but it does cut down on travel a lot. It cuts down on some fishing licenses, it cuts down on, on a few different deals. I, I don't know. Do you think the walleye if if we got some walleye guys on here and they were willing to be honest, do you think that they'd rather jump up to nine tournaments a year? That'd be interesting to know. You know, I mean, a lot of where, them where's the into, sweet spot, right? There's a lot of them that jump into other tournaments. Um, also, too, like you could throw in there too, like should bass tournaments only be three days instead of four days? You know, same way. Yeah. You know, with the walleye tournaments being two, I mean, you know, there's some guys that do better on a two day tournament. And they struggle with a four-day tournament. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. There, there has to be a happy medium somewhere. And uh, I don't know. They, It's it's really hard to say. You're going to have some people that like it one way and some people that right. don't like it. I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy, that's for sure. Yep. But, well, whatever the case. Uh, and, and they're always going to complain. Like, okay, so they change the payouts. Is anybody ever going to be 100% happy with what the payouts are? No, the dudes at the bottom are always going to be pissed off, and the dudes up at the top are always going to be like, hell yeah, this is badass. I don't know. So, I mean, no matter what, they could come in there and say, we're going to pay back, you know, $25,000 all the way back to 50th place, you know. I heard in church one time that that, uh, they asked, like, I don't know, one of the top wealthiest guys in the world, how much money does it take to make a man happy? And he said, just a little bit more. Right. Well, uh, you know, I mean, and that's everyone in life with anything. I mean, how many pieces of pizza do I want? Just a little little bit bit more. more. (laughs) You know, how much money do I want? A little bit more. How many chatterbaits do I want? A little little bit bit more. more. I mean, that's... You know, that's that's a nice uh, nice uh, bass boat you got there. How big is the motor? Well, that's two fifty. Well, how, how big would you like it? Well, just a little bit more. Yeah, you know, everything's like that. So, whatever. Uh, speaking of boats, I uh, got my boat out this last weekend. Uh, me and my two fifteen-year-olds and my three-year-old. The crew. We got. Uh, this was obviously the first time I had had all my kids out in the boat, uh, just me and them. And uh, 
Um, it went about exactly like you would think uh, bringing a three-year-old <laughs> out in a boat. Um, it, it wasn't that uh, great uh, fishing trip, or you know, it wasn't it wasn't relaxing. It wasn't uh, yeah the the I, I don't know. It was fun. We caught fish. It was about uh, the experience. Yep. I don't know that any of the fish were over six inches. Uh, bunch of little perch, bunch of little bluegills, but we were catching them and uh that's um, what counts yep i you know we all all of us caught some and uh i'm sure yeah, i'm at sure the end that, of the day it was fun right i'm sure that whether it was six inches or if it would have been 20 inches slate probably would have had the same reaction yep. of yep. like you yep. know he was a six incher in his mind is just like whoa another fish here we yep. go and uh so i i do know uh the the weeds are starting to sit down a little bit uh out there in front of my parents place um on west lake okaboji uh, so I, I know this sounds crazy, Matt, but I think I might throw some crankbaits on some trolling rods and, and go kind of troll around out there. Uh, I'll be dead honest. I don't give a shit what I catch. If I catch pike, if I catch bass, if I catch sheephead, if I catch walleyes, if I catch muskies, whatever, I don't care. Um, I don't really have any experience trolling crankbaits, but, uh, Hell, I don't even really know much about crankbaits, period. I've, I've said that before, but uh, I think I'm just going to throw some trolling rods in the boat. I'm going to throw out some uh, some crankbaits and just go trolling around, and whatever happens, happens. Straight out there, just, yep, whatever bites, yep. bites. Sometimes yep, just, you got to do a little something like that. Yeah, just uh, pull up the map and just kind of try to hug around on, you know, I don't know. Some contours and stuff like yeah, that. And yeah. if, you, if you bump into a whole bunch of walleyes, you're just like, yeah, yeah, cool. Was, yeah, that's what I was yeah, doing exactly. for, you know. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. I was running uh, number seven uh, flicker chat. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, I was knew exactly right about what 100, I was doing. Yard, 100 feet behind the boat. And uh, yep. just kind of, this is, you know, we were doing it just for, I mean, that's the thing. You just start talking like you know what you're talking about. People are like, oh, okay. As long as you have confidence in what, I mean, look at us on this podcast. Yep. Like, hell, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. We've been bullshitting people for 233 <laughs> episodes. Sometimes we just, it's all about the delivery. Yeah, there's there's people that message us like, man, I wish we could come fish with you sometime. <laughs> no, you don't, pal. No, nope. <laughs> trust me. It's like that old adage: you ne- <laughs> never meet your heroes because they always end up disappointing you. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's a lot of people have told us that. Be like, oh, ah, kind of met you guys now, and all of a sudden they don't like. Yep. like guys just, that the guys that had like they just fade into the darkness and like, oh, dudes, we got to get together sometime. As soon as we get together, they just kind of <laughs> fade away, and it's just kind of like, oh, hey. Now, then we're the ones messaging them, and they're yeah, just like, like hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, 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 that was fun that time, guys. We'll yeah. have to do it again. You know that old one that you use it with somebody here? Like, hey, we need to go fishing sometimes. Yeah, we do. We'll have to get something set up. That means I'm not going fishing with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have your people talk to my people. <laughs> I don't have people, <laughs> yep. but try to get hold of them. Right. <laughs> nope. I know exactly what you mean there, but, uh, um, whatever the case, uh, you know, I, obviously a lot of people are starting to shift towards hunting season right now. Uh, I know my brother and Ramrod and Yui and all those dudes, uh, been doing some goose hunting up in Minnesota. Um, I think here in another week or two, uh, goose opens down here in Iowa. And then the week after I believe duck opens up, um, you know, youth, youth deer season is coming down the pipe I think here. That's this weekend. It's at this weekend already. I think youth, youth duck season is this weekend too. Okay. Somebody messaged me the other day and asked if I was taking some people out and I was, 
don't know. No. No. <laughs> right, right. I never heard of it. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, obviously deer season here uh, at the beginning of October opens uh, Minnesota up. Minnesota uh, opens up this weekend. Does it? Yeah, their archery season does. Yep. So, I mean, for, for those of you that uh, have been in the field or are itching to get into the field, um, you know, obviously that's what you're going to be doing here over the next little bit. You know, football starts up and, you know, certain people won't, uh, you know, won't be out there catching catching fish when football's on and and i get it dude i freaking love me some football too whatever but uh don't overlook this time of the year for some really 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 great fishing yeah i think so many people think spring and spring and summer nah dude fall's pretty freaking good well like you said everybody gets kind of busy this time of year i mean there's all kinds of like soccer on the weekends like football tackle football for the youth stuff so people are flying all over for that um like you said, people enjoying watching the games and stuff like that. It just gets to be that busy time of year. We've talked about it before. It's just like there's so much that goes on right now before winter really gets here. And it's just like it doesn't seem like there's enough time for all of it. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to get the boat out next weekend and stuff like that. And then that weekend comes around and it's cold or it's windy. And you're just like, nah, I don't know if I'm going to get it out. I'll try for next weekend. And it's yep. just like then pretty soon it's just like this. As soon as a yep. little bit it's of November. snow falls, yep. it's, falls, it's just like, oh. Dude, I'm done. But, like, I mean, it's crazy how, like, less busy the lakes are. Oh, my as, gosh. Like, Labor Day, like, everybody always says it, you know, like, Labor Day after Labor Day weekend. It's like, that's when I get back out and fish. And you go cruise around out on West Lake Okoboji, there's a lot of docks and, and boat lifts that are already, already up on. coming out, yep. right? I mean, we've, we've our, our neighbor on the one side uh he's he's gone back to his his regular home and they're done up there for the year and they were here already three weeks ago and the neighbor on the other side they put they pulled their boat out uh, already the i mean the lift is up right. on the, up on shore and so i mean yeah it's uh yeah if you if you don't want to fight people at the lake i'm telling you uh right about now's the time you know i got a small 16 foot boat and i was out on west lake okaboji which is as big a water as what we get around these necks of the woods and uh um man i i mean i could have gone anywhere the lake was like glass on sunday and and uh you know it was like glass all day on on saturday and you know what else i'll say the wind has kind of been dying down here the Which last is couple crazy. weeks. Usually yeah. it seems like it's windier than all get out, especially yeah. on the it weekends. It will be when, when we have a time that we can actually get out there and fish. Well, That'll right. be the windier than the day. But, but uh, it, seem, it, it has seemed like it hasn't been too bad. And, I mean, we haven't had any, like, real wet weather. Like, last fall was kind of a wet fall, it felt like, maybe. Yep. I don't remember right. But, yep. yeah, no, definitely get out there. And, like Scott said, this time of year can be – I mean, you can get in some awesome fishing. Now, it can be sometimes it can be feast or famine this time of year right. too. Like, yeah. but I mean, now that everybody has live scopes, you know, fishing is so much easier now. Yeah. And you know, even yep. even the catch limits good, and cash checks. Right. Not even a very good fisherman can go out there and get after them. So, yep, the fish definitely are starting to move shallow again, though. Um, I will say that uh, it had really seemed like through the month of August that there was not a lot of uh, bluegills and whatnot up by my parents dock and uh this last weekend there was a lot of you know good good size fish up right. by the dock again so so there is starting to be um you know a push obviously uh you know we've had a couple nights down into the 40s and and uh you know low 40s 
um, you know, a lot of nights, you know, down whatever, and only getting up into the mid seventies during the day. Uh, that, that's going to cool the water off pretty good. Yeah. And like Brady he, reached into the water on Sunday and he was like, man, feels warm. So, <laughs> so I mean, uh, it, it, it definitely will be cooling off in a hurry. Right. And like you said a little bit ago there too, like with all those big fish moving up, this is a great time of the year to catch a PB. I mean, yep. there's a lot of big fish. Caught. I'm planning on it. Oh, I know you are. No. And not a peanut butter fish. No. Well, what other kind is there? What other kind is there? <laughs> Jellyfish. No. No. All right, guys. Uh, obviously, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we had reached out to John Hoyer, and uh, John was out chasing elk, uh, reached out to Donnie O'Bert, and he had a guy that just rolled into his place uh, getting ready to do some filming. Uh, that'll be fun when that finally comes out. Uh, I won't mention any names. I don't want to spoil anything, but, uh, um, that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, talk to walleye Will Pappenfuss. He's getting ready for a tournament. So, uh, um, yeah, you know, obviously we had kind of planned on having a guest tonight, uh, just didn't work out, uh, um, whatever. I, I've got a list of people that I want on and, and I, I nailed off, uh, a few of the top guys. And when they, when they said no, it was like, you know what, we're just going to do one together tonight. Solo. You know, may not be uh, a grand slam, but, uh, um, there, there was some news in the fishing industry, obviously not as, as much as sometimes, but, uh, um, Hey, everything can't be a touchdown all the time. That's right. So sometimes told, you just so got to go with first down. Told, told the kids the other day, I said, we have a little too many touchdown guys on this team and not enough three to four yard guys. We need some of those. <laughs> yep. No, that's the truth. That's the truth. Everything can't be a touchdown every play. Yep. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to get into the good news story of the day brought to you by Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa. I know who drove over to Freedom Brew on Saturday morning. Ooh. Me and Grady drove over there, got three large caramel fraps. I know that isn't probably good for the Biggest Loser Challenge, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, um, And then a white that chocolate was... caramel frap for my wife. Me and Grady went over there. We brought back the wife one. We brought back Aubrey one. Uh, I don't know that we got out of Larchwood City Limits and Grady's was gone. <laughs> and, uh, um, but, Tastes uh, so good when it hits Oh, God lips. dang it. It was good. I, I, it had been, it'd been a little bit too long, been too uh, long. talked to Austy and, uh, he was, uh, getting ready to go out and harvest honey for the year. I saw nice. the coxes have been harvesting some honey too. Yep. And, uh, all that honey, he, he literally told me all the honey that he gets out of his hives, go they use right, right there at freedom brew. They don't even have awesome. any extra anymore. So, uh, um, whatever, uh, if you want the best damn coffee anywhere, I'm telling you, Larchwood, Iowa, it is worth your drive. Look it up on Google. Find the big excavator with the American flag on it. That's Austin's excavator. Right across the road is Freedom Brew. Tell them we sent you. It is absolutely the 100% best. I know I told you, I know I used an analogy earlier that their coffee was $36 a cup. That was a joke. That was that was just using for a story. It, it, it's not that bad, but uh, whatever. Freedom Brew. Freedom Brew, Larchwood, Iowa. That's right. Um, I'll go. Uh, my, my good news story uh, um, is going to be uh, over at West Lyon School where my son went. Uh, they had an ABC Academic Award um, based on the 22-23 school year. 
Um, and that was when my son was in eighth grade. Uh, they had gold medal recipients uh, for 4.0 and uh, silver medal recipients for 3.5 GPA. And uh, Grady got the silver uh, 3.5 GPA over the year. And uh, definitely outdoing, uh, definitely outdoing anything that his dad <laughs> did. Man. You know, I, I was on the honor roll in high school uh, a few semesters throughout. Uh, um, ne- never the high honor roll, but uh, I could every once in a while I could crack the the B honor roll. What, but uh, what did the teachers always say? You know, he does really good when he applies himself. Yeah, or when he's not goofing around or talking. He's got know? the potential to do a lot better. Right. <laughs> but, uh, um, whatever. I just wanted to give a shout out to my son, uh, for that. That's, well, that's pretty awesome. badass. And, uh, also want to give a shout out to the dudes that are in the biggest loser challenge. Uh, we talked about that here a couple weeks ago and, uh, uh, whatever this past Monday, um, yesterday morning, we actually kicked off, uh, you know, one weekend did our weights. Um, the biggest loser for the week, Eric Tut. And, uh, let me see here what that actually was. It was, a. Eric Tut lost 3.18 percent. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, good pretty pretty solid. A uh, lot of lot of good uh, guys guys that lost a lot of weight. And uh, um, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's pretty fun. I think you know there there's we we made a Facebook page. There's a lot of friendly banter on there uh, going back and forth. Um, yeah, I just about got kicked we out accidentally of the- added Matt to it <laughs> and I mean Matt had literally like not even been in it for 30 seconds he's already posting pictures I'm getting messages kick this freaking moron out of there I'm like caught me at a weak moment I'm gonna have to do it whatever but uh um no it, it is a lot of fun a lot of food picks getting sent around and uh um you now know, you're going to read out everybody's starting weight, right? <laughs> nope, nope, not <laughs> no, going to do that. Kidding. I'm not even going to uh I'm not even going to ever bring it up. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you what the biggest losers were uh, throughout the week. And I think uh you know this is an 8-week challenge. I think maybe the last 2 weeks I'm not actually going to tell the guys that are in it um where the, where right. the other people yep, are that's just That's a great, great way know, to do it. Just out there, you know, I, I, I really don't think that there's enough money on the line or whatever to, to have any cheating, but, uh, um, and, and you know, just, end, just kind of adds a little day, suspense and right, have fun. And, and at the end of the day, you guys are, all, it's a great group of guys and you guys are all kind of just doing it just to, exactly, you know, for a better, healthier lifestyle. Yeah. And you guys are yep. all encouraging each other, which has been fun to follow along on yep. there and everything like that. I've had a couple guys reach out to me and ask me some questions have about you? a few things. I mean, yep. I mean, one of the biggest challenges is anybody when you're losing weight is like when you start doing it, I mean, you lose it fast and then all of a sudden you kind of hit that plateau a little bit and you're just kind of like, oh man, it's like, like, I feel like I'm losing weight. I, you know, like, well, you know, your body adapts to the new changes and stuff like that. So sometimes you got to change up a few things, but also you hit some plateaus and things like that. So you just got to kind of keep going through those. And, uh, you know, also sometimes, like you said, pay attention to measurements and things that's why it's always important to take some measurements because or even in the mirror sometimes because the scale might be losing inches but not the pounds i I always go i know it's a biggest loser contest you know losing weight and you know percentages and all that stuff but i always have gone by the old adage of like the scale is a liar sometimes it's like you're working your tail off and also you jump on the scale and it's like it really hasn't moved much and you can get pretty discouraged about it. You're just yep. like, man, I've put in all this hard work. So then I think that's what kind of derails a lot of times a lot of people's things. But you just got to keep 
put that nose to the grindstone and just and just keep going away at it and you guys are doing a great job at it i mean it's fun to see like different guys like you know getting out biking some guys are getting yep. out and doing some walking and just it's it's really cool I had to the have treadmill the other night i saw that yep. on purpose too it's not yeah. like you just ran into yeah. it i mean it's yep. just like no i don't want so. to talk about it anymore <laughs> but no it's uh, that's awesome that you guys are all doing it it's a lot of fun to follow along with yep uh, mine, I guess, uh, my good news story is I had the privilege to be on another podcast. That's right. Day. You did. I got to do a little talking, a little dirt track racing. I got called up by a uh, hoagie's garage here and, uh, out of Lester, Iowa, another Northwest Iowa podcast here. Uh, we always argue about who's the best podcast in the, in the Northwest corner of the state. And obviously it's us, I feel and stuff. Duh. Like that. Um, I was a little surprised that they don't call their guests anything. I was just like, like, I felt like, like. You guys like call your guests anything like we're ours are dirt bags and i was like they wear that as a badge and badge of honor and stuff like that so i got to go on there with uh bud hugavin and um his toby agason who's his co-host he actually tore his retina last week kind of a freak deal and so mm-hmm. he had to have surgery on that and he was out and bud asked me if i would be on there with him and uh, i got the privilege to interview a couple of sprint car racers and stuff so we even kind of talked a little frozen pizza on there i got did you he, he's a lots of matzo guy is he yep. yeah that, that don't surprise yep. me yeah he's he was just like oh man i love we love lots of matzo and i was like well that's what we do we always do a pizza review yep. so now you should tell him go try a haggies go try a peps draft house uh, i tried i tried the haggies and i mean it was good it tasted good but i mean it just wasn't didn't live up live up to my expectations of being like that popular online oh, i'll take right. i'll take the lots of miles i gotta try the the, the draft Pep's draft house yep. yeah yep i gotta try and, that and pizza second. corner i think that's yep. another one up there that's a good one so so that yep. i don't know if i have any other I felt like there's another like good news i don't know I after you started talk talking about. crap about haggy's pizza you lost everyone that was still I listening talk crap about it i just <laughs> said it wasn't kind of talked crap yeah, just a little bit <laughs> What are you giving it out of 10? Out of 10? Uh, 7-1. I, 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 respect, I mean, like yeah, I said, yeah, the toppings yeah. were good, but it just seemed like there was a little bit of a separation just, between the crust and the yeah. it, the sauce didn't act Did you like put it right food. on the rack? Oh, yeah. Okay. Always, of course. Okay, mm. I just didn't want to, you know, sometimes. Did I ever talk to you? So I've been doing pizza stones wrong all this all this time, and, and and I haven't done a pizza stone in quite some time, but I've been throwing the pizza on the pizza stone and then putting it in and there? putting it in there, not warming up the pizza stone, not warming up the pizza stone. Oh man, why didn't anyone freaking tell me? Like after I I had to learn that from Ramrod, I'm pretty sure. Ooh. And and well, at that's, that, yeah, that, it hurt. I it can hurt tell in your face right yeah. there that that was that was a hard statement to make. Yeah, and afterwards it was just like, "Duh, Scott, you f- moron." <sighs> I wasn't happy about it, but oh, I remember what my uh, other good news story of the week was. Um, our buddy Austin Van Vorst. They've been doing a little go kart racing. They have. Yep. Looks like his uh, his boy. Uh, Who's way cooler than he is? Well, yeah, all of his you can kids tell are that. Way, yeah. All of his kids are way cooler right. than he is. Don't take a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, they've been out there doing a little go kart racing, so have a good season. Look like they got uh, invited to do like an invitational only racing Ooh, challenge, and uh, okay, now his uh, daughter is getting into it too. She's, really, she's been watching. It was just like, hey, you know what? 
I kind of like the way that's looking. I want to give it a try. So uh, his boy Jaden has been getting after it. I think the th best thing about Jaden getting after it is like he seems like he just goes balls to the wall and like literally to the wall. Like I think he bangs into the wall all the time and stuff Future like sprint that. car racer. Oh, right. he, checkers or wreckers and, here, boys. And it's always fun listening to Austin complain about having to fix all of his stuff. And it's like, hey, that's what it is when you're the wrench man. Yep, you're that's the wrench right. man, Dad. <laughs> that's you're right. the juice, Austin, you're the juice box and wrench man. Hey, yep. Dad. You're the money man and the <laughs> wrench man. <laughs> hey, hey, Dad, fix that. While you're at it, give me a juice box, <laughs> all right? <laughs> you're the juice box man now. <laughs> and then his uh, daughter, Jayla, is getting out there now, too. So Heck, yeah. Ah, cool to see. You bet. You bet. So... All right, guys, we're going to call that an end to episode 233. Uh, we will see you next week back on 244, hopefully with a guest. Uh, if you haven't, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you guys tuning in and uh, uh, putting up with us for an hour. But uh, like I said, that's episode 233. We'll see you next week on episode 234. Later. <laughs>